Good morning. Man, it's a good morning. Love, love that. Worship opportunity. I love seeing you worship. I, I've never seen Tyson play a banjo. That guy can play every stringed instrument, I think. Oh, good stuff. My wife's like, it's a country hoedown we got going here. Yeah. How to soar like an eagle when you are around turkeys. It's the title of my message today in this 52 series. No uh, nudging, no nudging neighbors, no pointing, no giving the look. A, a, a turkey is a person, a circumstance, a job, a decision, or anything that limits us from soaring high like God wants us to soar. We're going to take a look at Isaiah 40, verse 28 to 31. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weary or weak. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk. And not faint. Let's pray. Lord, that's what we want in our lives. We want to soar. We want to be the people that you want us to be. We want to fulfill your plan and your purpose for our life. So open our minds, open our hearts. Help us to hear from you and to know how to respond. We give you this time. We give you ourselves. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. How do we soar like an eagle when we're surrounded by turkeys? Or another way of asking that question, how do we move forward in our spiritual journey? The last few weeks, moving forward has kind of been a mini theme in this series. And so today, I want to talk about four ways that we can move forward or, or that we can soar high. The first, from our passage of Scripture, is understand who God is. Verse 28 and 29, it gives us a glimpse into who God really is. And if we start off with a proper understanding of who God is, if we start off with a a proper view of God, That'll, that'll make all the difference. If we start with God, verse 28 and 29 says he's everlasting. He's the creator. He never gets weak or tired. No one can measure his depths. He gives. He gives power and he gives strength. 
God is amazing, isn't he? We can't even grasp hold. We can't comprehend who God is. But if we just get a glimpse of God, if we just just get a, a, a proper view of God, to the best of our ability and understanding of who God is, it'll make a difference in how we live. It'll make a difference in our life. What is your understanding or view of God? Do you see God as out to get you? Some do. Do you see God as waiting, just waiting for you to mess up so that he can punish you? There was a time in my life when I was a young boy that I kind of had that view of God. You know, I was taught that that God sees everything. you know, it's, it was kind of, I confused my view of God and Santa. You know, and that he's, he's making a list, he's checking it twice. You know, God is looking down on me and he knows if I'm naughty or nice. And, and I kind of got confused and, and I was like trying to be on my best behavior, you know, because cause God, you know, he sees what everything I'm doing. And I was, I was all, clenched up and filled with anxiety is I wanted to be a good boy and a good Christian boy. Do you see God as, as the old grandfather in the sky? It's kind of retired. He's sitting in his rocking chair on the front porch, just slowly rocking. It's all good. I used to be involved. I used I used to really worry about what's going on in the world, but I just I'm kind of retired, I'm getting old. You see God not really involved, not really caring for you or the world. Do you have a biblical view of who God is and how much He cares and loves you? One of the reasons we encourage you to study God's Word for yourself, to read it for yourself, to dig into it, is so that you can read passages of Scripture that speak to you and go, Wow, God loves me. God cares for me. God is amazing. I I had a passage in Psalms 96 that jumped out at me this week, and I didn't include it in my notes, but I, I just wanted to read it because it was, it was one of those passages, scriptures, that, that just grabbed me, that spoke to me about how awesome God is. It's in Psalm 96. Sing a, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord, praise his name. Each day proclaim the good news that he saves. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell everyone about the amazing things he does. I read that this week and went, ah, he does amazing things. He cares. He's involved. That helps me refine and And stay on the course with my view of God. 
and who God is. And if we're going to soar like an eagle, we need to understand who God is. We need to have a proper view of who God is. One of the worship songs we sing here, uh, both on Sundays and Tuesdays, as well as in our student ministries on Wednesdays, it's, it's called You Make Me Brave. It's by Amanda Cook and Bethel Music. And, and there's a phrase in there that jumps out at me every time I hear that song. It says, for you are for us. You are not against us. That phrase is talking about God He's for us. He's not against us. And it reminds me, God is not looking down, waiting for me to mess up so that he can punish me. No, he, he, he's for me. He wants me to succeed. He wants me to soar. He's not against me. So the first way we soar is understand who God is. Number two, it's in your notes there. Put your past... In the past, if we're going to soar like an eagle, in spite of being around turkeys, we need to put our past in our past. And there, there are some turkeys that we've had to deal with, all of us, in our lives and in our past. And those turkeys are people, circumstances, jobs, or situations or decisions that have brought us down. And if we're not careful, they can continue to drag us down for weeks and months and years if we don't deal with the issues of our past. Sometimes we're the turkey (laughs) because of our poor choices. Other times, someone else. Some other situation might be the turkey. In Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. A few weeks ago in Pastor Jimmy's message, he talked about putting the past in our past and dealing with our past in order to move forward. And I'm reminding us of that message today. We've got to get past our past in order to move forward in our life and in our spiritual journey. Our past will get us stuck Our past will divide our attention. Our past will slow us down. Our past will get us off course. Our past will cause us to come to a complete standstill. You know, in my life, I've experienced all of those things. I've been stuck. I've had divided attention. I've been slowed down, I've gotten off course, and I've come to a complete standstill in my life and in my spiritual journey. And it wasn't until that I had dealt with the issues head on, 
I took responsibility for the things that, that were on me. And I quit blaming others, and I found healing, and I began to make wise decisions. It was then that I was capable and healthy enough to move forward. A couple weeks ago, I talked to one of my family members, and I've been very proud of her. She, she kind of got a rough start at life. But she's made some, some great strides in her education and in her career and, and just a, an excellent mom. And, but she's been going through a separation leading towards divorce the past year. And my heart went out to her. And I began to talk to her from my perspective. And I said, you know, I said, it was in my life, in a time like that, that I needed professional Christian counseling that helped me. And as soon as I said the word counseling, her countenance changed, her defenses went up, and she quit listening to me. And she immediately said, oh, no, no, I don't need counseling. And I just simply emphasized how counseling with a solid Christian counselor, a neutral person helped me in my life deal with some issues and put my past in the past. Pastor Jimmy mentioned that a few weeks ago, and, and, and I don't know what you're hanging on to or what's haunting you or what skeleton is in your closet or what you're struggling with to move past your past, but maybe... You'd let the defenses down and say, you know, maybe I need a Christian counselor in my life. I know the pastors in the office would recommend more than one for you to check out. But if we're going to soar like an eagle, we need to understand who God is. We need to put our past in the past. Number three, we need to understand who you are without him. Who you are without him or who you are without God. Because we were created to be in a relationship with God. We were not created to do this thing called life alone and without God in our life. Pastor Rick Warren says, What you often call loneliness is really homesickness for God. Mm. Hear that. What you often call loneliness is really homesickness for God. And he goes on to say, you've just never recognized it. You were made to have a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. A relationship that God is dying to have with you. In fact, his son did die so you could have it. Nothing is ever going to compensate for that. No person, no experience, no drug, no success, no thing, no possession. Nothing is going to fill that aching hole in your heart that God created for himself. He wants you to know him. I love that quote. There's times in my life where I had an aching loneliness 
And it was a homesickness for God, and I just didn't recognize it. We need to see who we are without Him. Our passage of Scripture talks about being without God in our life, without continual reliance on Him, that we grow tired, we grow weak, we fall in exhaustion. Maybe today you just fall into His arms into a relationship with Him. Maybe you've never taken that step to step across that line of faith. And maybe today is your day where you say enough is enough. Enough excuses, enough running, enough trying it on my own. Today, I want to ask Christ in my life. I want to step across that line of faith. I want to acknowledge that as big and tough and cool and strong, as hip as I am, and as successful in my life in so many other areas, I need God in my life. Would you invite him in? Would you pray in your mind and your heart and say, God, forgive me? Come into my life. I need you to have a relationship with you. And I have a loneliness deep in my soul that is that homesickness for you, and I'm recognizing it because you're speaking to me today. We need to understand who we are without him. The fourth way that we soar like an eagle is to trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. When you put your trust in the Lord, our passage of Scripture says these things will happen. You will find new strength. Oh, that word new jumped out at me this week. I have a feeling all of us need new strength. I need new strength. doesn't matter how long you've been serving Christ, how long you've been a follower of His. I have a feeling that you need new strength like me. If you put your trust in the Lord, some versions of this passage use the phrase, wait on the Lord. That's how I memorized that passage growing up. Wait on the Lord and He will renew your strength and renew your mind. And, and, and if it, it, waiting on the Lord and putting your trust in the Lord, it's the same thing. When you're waiting on the Lord, it says, I trust you. I'm waiting for what you're going to do because I trust what you're going to do is best for me. So when you put your trust in the Lord, you will find new strength. Our passage of Scripture says when you put your trust in the Lord, you will soar high on wings like eagles. Our passage of Scripture says when you put your trust in the Lord, you will run and not Grow weary. Our passage of Scripture says when you put your trust in the Lord, you will walk and not faint. Instead of focusing on the turkeys in our life, 
How about trusting God? How about focusing on Him? Do you want to soar like an eagle? What will that look like in your life? What will soaring on wings like eagles look like in your life and in your spiritual journey? That's a question that I want us to think about and ponder. What will your life look like if you soar high on wings like eagles? If you soar like an eagle, what what will that look like? What purpose and plan does God have for you? What goals, what future challenges is God going to help you meet? As we move forward in our spiritual journey, as we put our trust in the Lord completely, We'll find new strength. We'll soar high on wings like eagles. We'll run and not grow weary. And we'll walk and not faint. Trusting in the Lord means God knows what He's doing. It's in your notes. God knows what He's doing. Sometimes we question that. God, do you you realize what's going on? You know what you're doing. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. He will show you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will help you as you put your trust in Him. If you trust Him with all your heart, God knows what he's doing. Trusting in the Lord also means God is doing more under the surface than we can see or imagine. This is a biblical principle that I I live my life by because there's times when I wonder what God is doing. I can't see what God is doing. I can't even imagine what... It doesn't look like God even cares or He's involved. But I recognize that God is doing more under the surface than we can see or imagine. And in our passage in verse 28, it says, No one can measure the depths of his understanding. No one can measure that. We can't even grasp hold of that. We cannot measure that. But we can believe that God is doing more under the surface than we can see or imagine. What's going on in your life? What struggles might you be dealing with? What temptations might you be facing? What conflicts, struggles, difficulties, challenges might you be uh, in the midst of right now? I want to encourage you 
that in spite of the turkeys around you, you can soar high on wings like eagles. And you can keep going. You can keep on. And I, I want to close with this song, and I want you to follow the words on the screen, and, and, and I want you to just think about those words, and I want you to think about where you're at in your life and what you need to surrender to God in order to keep going on. Twenty years ago, I was a full-time youth pastor. I was married, and I had a four- and an eight-year-old. And my wife left me. She had an affair with her boss, 16 years older than her. And that was the darkest time of my life. I lost my marriage. I felt like I lost my kids. I lost my career. And I didn't want to keep on. And I, uh, I really didn't want to share this story today. I had it in my notes with a big question mark. I share it to tell you that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's not a train heading your way. That there's hope and healing and help. No matter what you're going through, God has been faithful as he's helped me over the last 20 years. It's not been easy. It's not been quick. But I stand here today really as a miracle. I never thought I would be able to work in student ministry again. I never thought I'd have the opportunity to stand in front of people to teach them from God's Word. I never thought that I would be in a healthy marriage. I never thought that I'd have a strong relationship with my children. My daughter will be coming to the next service. She's 24. And I give God the credit for that. So if you're going through a tough time, if you're hanging around turkeys and all you can see is the struggle and the heartache, I'm here to be an encouragement to you, to come alongside you and say you can make it. You can soar on wings like eagles. And I'm thankful for my wife, Brooke. I'm thankful for this church. I'm thankful for the friends that I've developed here. And most of all, I'm thankful for God, who's hung in there with me, never gave up on me, never, ever quit. And I trust him today because I look back and I see his fingerprints all over my life. What do you need God to do for you today? What are you going through? What is your future going to look like as you soar on wings like eagles? I'm excited about my future. I'm excited about my family's future. I'm excited about the future of our church. Is God, is he saying something to you today? Do you need to invite him into your life? In her personal relationship? Do you need to recommit your life to Him? Is He challenging you?